Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. The preaching in the series called Super Abundant Life. Super Abundant Life. Are you ready to hear the message? Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for the time that we can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. We ask the Holy Spirit to be our teacher. You are the best, wonderful teacher. We want to learn from you, Lord. Anoint me and anoint everyone in this room, Lord, to receive the light and the revelation from heaven. We will not be just hearers of your word, but we will be doers of your word, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. The Lord Jesus talked about the thief and talked about himself. The Lord said there is a thief and his name is Satan, the devil. Satan doesn't work by himself. He works with his cohorts or his team members, all the fallen angels and also demons or evil spirit that are working on the ground. They are like a ground troop attacking people. Jesus mentioned about the characteristic or the work of our enemy, the thief. We need to know our thief because the thief wants to come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. God wants to give us good things, but the other guy, the thief, the devil, try to steal from us the good thing, try to kill us, try to destroy us. He is the destroyer, he is the murderer or killer, and he is also a robber. So whenever you see things on earth, whether in your own life, your neighbors, the church, or anything in the world that related to killing, destroying, or destruction, or stealing or killing people. All of these things are the activities of the devil. When people get depressed, when their marriage is destroyed, it's the work of the devil behind the scene. And definitely, some people in the world are not submitting to the Holy Spirit or to the Lord Jesus Christ. Many people in the world listen to the devil or submit to the devil or yield to the devil and when they yield to the devil, they will function the same way the devil function. Many pe- people in the world, including believers too, Christians, are working on the side of killing, destroying people, or stealing from people, stealing money, stealing reputation, destroying people's life, destroying people's marriage, or killing people's heart. And burden or killing people's vision. We should not participate in those functions at all. That's why I don't want to produce any teaching to attack any preacher in the world. Because I don't want to get involved with destroying anybody. 
I just want to preach the word. That's it. I don't want to steal somebody money or stealing somebody joy and vision. I want to be encourager. I want to work on Jesus' side, not on the devil's side. I want to listen to the Holy Spirit, not to the demonic spirit, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. We need to be aware of the work of the enemy, and we need to be. Alert, not to be used by the enemy to steal, to kill, and to destroy people's life. Amen. Anytime you're going to make people discouraged and give up their service for God, you are on the side of the devil. Amen. If you encourage your pastor, you build up people's life. You give life. You build people up. You are on the side of Jesus Christ. So we need to choose every day. We're going to be on which side? God side or the devil side, we need to choose every day. And thank God, even though the devil has come, but another person who is greater also has come, and his name is Jesus Christ. His name is Jesus, and Jesus say, "I have come that they may have life, and they may have it more abundantly." Jesus came. So that we can have life and have it more abundantly. Many people say that Jesus has come to set up a high standard, a moral standard. Some people say that Jesus has come to give a new philosophy of love. Some people say that Jesus has come to give us the new way of life or to give us peace. All these comments. Has some component or elements of truth in them, but Jesus did not only come to give a new philosophy, new teaching of peace and philosophy of love. He said from his own mouth, "I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly." That is the will of the Father. That is the purpose of Jesus when He came into the world. He talked about life. We are not here just to decorate our brain or try to improve our intellectual ability or knowledge. That oh yeah, we have life. We cannot experience what He say. It's not just intellectual function, but it's about experiencing the more than abundant life. More than, more than enough life. When we talk about life, it means there is also death, life and death. Jesus came into the world two thousand years ago for the matter of life and death. When people don't believe in Jesus, they rebel against God. They are going to the road of corruption, destruction, and death. Therefore, when we save people out of that direction. And they came to know Jesus. They began to have life, and they go to another direction. Life, life, and death is a matter of life and death here. The church life. The church life is not just coming to social, find a boyfriend and girlfriend, get married and have a good job, find a business contact or open door. But we come here because we deal with life and death. Many people. Think that God' purpose is so low; it's just to build up a religion, 
No, God doesn't come to build up religion or to establish a new religion. God's purpose is much higher than religion. God's purpose is that we have life and have it more abundantly. I like Amplify Bible. Amplify Bible explain the Greek language much more clearly. In John chapter 10, verse 10, in the Amplify Bible, the words say, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. Have not a little bit, in abundance to the full till it overflows. Oh, I like that. Jesus said, you can have life, not death. And not only that, you can enjoy life. And you can have it to the full, the full class, and overflow out. I noticed when I first became a believer in Thailand, a lot of Christians in Thailand at that generation believed that to be holy, to be righteous, to be spiritual, especially for pastor, they need to be sick. Poor and weak. Pastor, God wants to keep you humble. You need to be poor. Christian, if you want to be holy and spiritual, you need to be low and poor and sick and depressed. That's why when you walk into the church, everyone have a long face. They sing sad song in the church. The pastor doesn't have even money to pay gasoline because keep everyone poor. That is the teaching from the devil. Jesus never say, after you come to know me, you will have death and poverty and sickness. He say, you will have life and have it more abundantly. Does God want us to enjoy life? He wants us to enjoy life. Don't misunderstand me. I don't talk about enjoying sin, enjoying pornography or cheating somebody or stealing somebody's wife to yourself. I'm not talking about sinning, enjoying sinning. I'm talking about enjoy life. One time, a missionary in the hot climate island, he went there as a missionary, and he noticed that in that island, there was no refrigerator, there was no ice cream. So he made arrangement for ice cream to be chipped to that island because he liked ice cream, like me. Between cake and ice cream, I like ice cream. Pasada like cake. So we can live together. We don't have to fight in the house. I like ice cream. She like cake. Praise God. I like ice cream. So the ice cream was shipped to that island. And when the chip arrived, he's so excited. He got the ice cream and the cone. He put a couple ice cream into the cone and gave it to all the original converts in his church. He was a missionary. One lady grabbed the cone ice cream and licked Licked a couple of times. And she threw it on the ground. And the missionary asked, what's wrong here? Why you threw the very expensive ice cream on the island? Because we don't have any place to buy ice cream on the ground. And she said, anything that tastes good, anything that makes me enjoy is a sin. I don't want to yield to this temptation. Ice cream is a sin. So pass allowed sin all the time. It's a wrong idea to say that to enjoy life is a sin. Enjoy sinful habit is a sin. But to have more than enough to enjoy life 
is the will of the Father. Amen. Amen. Everyone say, enjoy life. Enjoy. It's not my own idea. It's in the Bible in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money. I'll read from New Living Translation. Which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God who richly give us all we need for our enjoyment. In the New King James Version, the Bible says, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to be trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who give us richly, everyone say richly, all things, everyone say all things, not just certain things, all things richly to enjoy. God give you good things richly to enjoy. That's what Jesus came for. Jesus came to the world to give us more than, more than enough life to enjoy on this world. Amen? Amen. Certainly, God doesn't want us to love money or to be covetous or to seek money more than God. God wants us to seek Him more than money, more than even our enjoyment, more than material things. But still, He's, He's a good God. He still wants us to have everything in our life that we need, and more than what we need to be able to enjoy in this life. I'm going to read a few scriptures from the Old Testament to show you that that is the God that we worship. The Old Testament is a type of the New Testament or the shadow of what we will do today. In Deuteronomy chapter 12, verses 6 to 7, There you shall take your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes and the heap offerings of your hand, your vow offerings, your free will offerings and the firstborn of your herds and flocks. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God. You shall rejoice in all to which you have put your hand, you and your households in which the Lord your God has blessed you. The Lord bless the work of your hand. Bring the offering, eat, have a party, have a celebration, and rejoice together. God wants us to enjoy life. Deuteronomy 12, verses 11 to 12. Then there will be the place where the Lord your God chooses to make His name abide. There you shall bring all that I command you, your burnt offering, your sacrifices, your tithe, your heap offerings of your hand, and all your choice offerings which you vow to the Lord. And you shall rejoice. Everyone say rejoice. Everyone say ha ha ha. Ho ho ho. He he he. Before the Lord your God, you and your sons and your daughters and your male and female servant and the Levite who is within your gates. God is a family man. He likes to get the whole family involved. Since he has no portion nor inheritance with you. Verses 17 to 18. You may not eat within your gates the tithe of your grain or your new wine or your oil or the, of the firstborn of your herd or your flock. Of any of your offerings which you vow, of your free will offerings, of your heap offerings of your hand. 
but you must eat them before the Lord your God in the place which the Lord your God chooses. You and your son and your daughter, your male servant and your female servant, and the Levite who is within your gates, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God in all to which you put your hands. Many times in one chapter, the Bible say, "Rejoice, celebrate, come together." Come to be in my presence together. Today, what is the application here? The application is that number one, we recognize that the Lord bless the work of our hands. I know the Lord is the one who put me at the University of Washington, graduated and become a board-certified neurosurgeon. I know the Lord gave me the job in Bellevue and Kirkland to be a neurosurgeon there. I know the Lord gave us the building in Bellevue to worship Him. Every good things in our life and in my life comes from the Lord. So, because we recognize His goodness, He blessed the work of our hand. Amen. He put good things in our hand. So every Sunday we come together, and we want to show Him that we love Him more than the money we get from our job. We want to show him that we love him and want to honor him more than other things in the world. We pull the checkbook out and write on the checkbook on the check and give offering back to him. The offering, the tithe, and offering, so that we can tell him, "Thank you, Lord, that you bless the work of my hand. That today I still can drive to work. My legs still working. My mouth still speaking." My brain still working. I want to show you. I appreciate you, and I honor you. And not only that, he's a good God. He did not take money and then put in the ground. He say, "Let's cook and food and have food and let's fellowship and celebrate together." That's why our church in Seattle we have lunch twice a month to celebrate together, eat together, and then we rejoice and we laugh together. He want to give us all the things in our hand. Richly, and we show gratitude back to him by going to church camp, going to the church on Sunday, and give offering to him. Say we love you. We thank you so much that I'm still alive today. Serve you. Have good things in my life, and we're gonna rejoice and be thankful for the things that God has given to us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. This morning we learn. I have to stop and continue tonight and join the sermon together. This morning we learn that Jesus did not come just to establish religious thing, but He came to give you and me life, not death, and have it more abundantly. And He wants us to enjoy life. Our non-Christian friend. Would not want to be a Christian if we look sad and we look dead. They say they rather stay out of the church because you guy look so dead. He wants us to rejoice, be happy, be wealthy, be prosperous, and successful, and full of strength, full of life, more than enough. And when our non-Christian friends see us, they say, "I want to go to your church. Who is your God?" We say Jesus, who give me life and give it more abundantly. Amen. Hallelujah. We continue tonight. Amen.
because of the limited time. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for giving us the scripture to show us that you want your people to enjoy life, to have more than enough, to have life and have it more abundantly, Lord. We don't want to participate or get involved in the work of the devil. We don't want to be a part of killing, stealing, and robbing or destroying anybody, Lord. We want to be a part of giving life to people, Father. We thank you so much. We're going to receive this teaching, build our faith, and experience it, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word of God? Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for tonight that we can learn more regarding the super abundant life. We thank you, Lord, that we can read the words that come out from the mouth of the head of the church. John chapter 10, verse 10. We know, Lord, you never lie. You speak the truth, and the truth shall set us free. Therefore, tonight, we open our heart to hear what the Spirit of God wants to talk to us, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. I'm going to read one more time in John chapter 10, verse 10 in Amplified Bible. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance, to the full, till it overflows. In the first section, we learn that God wants us to enjoy life, not enjoy sin, enjoy the life that God gives to us. I'm going to explain later on what kind of life is that. He doesn't want us to suffer in lack, in sickness and disease, in memory loss, Alzheimer's disease, all kind of problem. He wants us to enjoy life until the last day of our life. Even in the book of Deuteronomy that we read in the first session, he said, come together and then rejoice and celebrate. He wants us to have fun in the presence of God. God is not a religious person. Do you know that? Religion came from the devil. In the presence of God, there is a fullness of joy. We can have fun. We can enjoy the presence of the Almighty, the gracious God. So He wants us to enjoy even our Christian walk, even in the presence of God. When we worship Him, we can enjoy life, enjoy things together. But definitely, sometimes we may cry and go down on the floor because we repent. We want to change and we say, God, I struggle with this issue. And we cry and repent. That happens sometimes. Or sometimes there are needs that come to us. Some kind of battle that we have to fight and win. And we have problems that we have to deal with in life, either jobs or family or anything that we have to deal with. But the Bible says instead of keeping all those care and concern with us, we should cast our care upon Him. We should be anxious for nothing. And whenever you have problems, you just throw to God and say, God, I trust you. God doesn't want you to act like God. Let me repeat one more time. He doesn't want you to act like God. He is God. You are a human being. So you can give the problem to him and let him act like a God who can 
help you solve the problem for you, and then you can enjoy life again. And then the answer will come. He will answer you because you trust him. Many people say that when I serve God, I follow the will of God, I live for the kingdom. Oh, my life gonna be terrible. Will be very hard, very tough if I serve Jesus. Oh, don't become a pastor like me. If you become a pastor like me, your life gonna be miserable. Have you ever heard that? It's not true. Look at what the master say, the head of the church, in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He wants to give us rest, not heavy burden or struggling. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. God wants us to rest, to enjoy, to be happy. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Is Jesus' yoke heavy? No. Jesus' yoke is easy. His burden is light. He said, let's exchange. You give your burden to me, I take care of it. And you take my burden to you which is light, and the yoke is easy. Definitely, we all have works to do. I have responsibility. When I perform surgery on some patient or some type of operations, I know it's a big burden. It's very tough and difficult sometimes. You all have ministry to do. Some of you are leaders in a church. You start pioneering a new church in a certain city. You may get persecuted, get attacked by people around there. Because whenever you do some, something for God, the devil is not happy. The devil is going to try to attack you. So we all have work to do, responsibility. But God say, don't worry. Don't carry your own burden. Give it to me. And I will help you. I learned this secret since I have been in revival about 17 years ago. Anytime I serve God, I just give it to God and just relax and rest. I let God do the job. And I just flow like an eagle. I just get my wing up in the air and just soar in the wind of God and just relax and follow the Holy Spirit. I don't have to worry about anything. And I see that happen to Pastor Da. We are senior pastor. And sometimes we try to do something in the church and we struggle with a lot of resistance and problem or we cannot find people to help. And we just relax and pray. And God always came to meet Pastor Danit at the right time with the right people. Amen. We just see a while ago the dance here. Actually, Pastor Dan is the one who set up this opening ceremony. Oh, very hard to do the opening ceremony. What are we going to do for opening ceremony? And God just support her. All the young kids come in. I can't believe that Henry can dance like that. Oh, he danced like amazing, Henry. <laughs> Man, it's so amazing. God and, huh? and Chain too, Chain Allen, danced very well. You see, God always comes true for us. We just relax and do what He say. Amen? We don't have to be burdened and anxious about anything. Therefore, we can enjoy life. We can have the life that we can enjoy. 
not a sad face, long face, worry, losing hair, <laughs> and cry and cannot sleep at night. We can be happy because we have the Almighty God up there helping us. Amen. But on the opposite way, if anybody rebel against God, don't follow God, reject Jesus. What happened to their way? Let me read from Proverbs chapter 13, verse 15. For the believers who are faithful to God, love God, do the will of God, your joke is easy. Your burden is light. But look at people who rebel against God. Good understanding giveth favor. But the way of transgressors, which means those who rebel against God, disobey God, is hard. Which way you choose? Easy way or hard way? I want the easy way. What to do? Follow Jesus. Be faithful to Jesus because He's going to give us easier life. You can enjoy life. We need to submit to Jesus, follow the Word of God, and He will give us life and give it more abundantly. Give it to the full until it overflow. When Jesus said that in John chapter 10, I give you life and you can enjoy life and you can have abundance and have it to the full and it overflows. The word life in the Greek language is the word zoe. Z-O-E. Zoe. Zoe is a Greek language which was used in a wide variety of applications. But it's opposite to death. Actually, in the New Testament, when you read the word soe, it means the life that God has. Not your life and my life. This is human life. This is the life that Jesus had. The life that the Father in heaven has. So Jesus said, I give you the life that I have to you. Not a normal human life. The life of God. The God kinds of life. He wants to give that to us. When we read John chapter 10, sometimes we try to figure it out ourselves by studying Greek and language and try to figure it out in our head to understand. But I want to encourage you one thing. If you want to understand the Bible, the best teacher is the Holy Spirit. Okay? Don't try to figure it out with your own brain. Your brain is too small to understand the revelation of God. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you what it means to have abundant life, super abundant life. People who don't have the high IQ may understand the Bible more than people who have PhD if they depend on the Holy Spirit. So because the Holy Spirit is a wonderful teacher. Jesus said, I give you life. We can hear two words in the Bible, eternal life and abundant life. Eternal life, it means life forever. After we die, we live forever. But we don't just exist forever. Listen carefully. When Jesus gives us eternal life, with big amount of time, it means forever, but it's not just existing. Because non-believers also exist for eternity. All the Human spirit all over the world, after they die, they will exist for eternity. 
But those who reject Jesus, who exist in another location, without quality of life, without good things, without the presence of God, but with Satan and demons, that is not fun. But for believers, we live for everlasting life. We will have everlasting life, eternity. But in our everlasting life, we have quality. We have good things in heaven. We're going to have quality life in heaven for eternity. So when God talks about life and more abundantly, it's not only the quality, but the quantity. He wants us to live a long life on earth here. But it's not desirable to live a long life if that life is full of pain and sickness and poverty and problems. Is that right? If we want to live a long life, we want to enjoy life at the same time. We want to have good days. And when we die old, die in a good old age. The Bible talks about Abraham, talks about King David. They died of the good old age. So God wants to give us long life on earth and also eternal life in heaven. But both times in the world, long life and eternal life in heaven, both of them have good quality. Everyone say quality. In Psalm chapter 91, verse 16, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. God wants to give us long life if we are his children. And not just long life, we're going to be filled, full, satisfied. And when our problem comes, he shows salvation. He gets rid of the enemy. He gives us salvation, gives us deliverance, gives us victory throughout our life. That is the life that Jesus wants to give us. Long, productive, quality, God's kind of life. Not just any kind of life. Not just existing. We're talking about God's kinds of life. The quality of life that God has is recorded in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. And we want to have that kind of life that will make us really happy. In Galatians 5, 22 to 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. If you are living a God kind of life, you have the quality of God in you. You have more love. You live a life of love. Make you happy. Amen. When you hate people, you're not happy. You're going to live a life of peace. You have peace that the world cannot understand. No matter what happened around you, you still have peace. You cannot buy peace with money. You have joy. You smile and laugh all the time. Happy all the time. Not only that, God gives you healthy life. Jesus was never sick while he was walking on earth. He gives you strength. He makes you whole. He makes you strong. He makes you healthy. You don't live in such a way to get by, to scrape by, to tolerate life with sadness and sickness and disease. You every day wake up happy, strong, healthy, love, faith, and joy. You are not just making it day by day, just existing day by day. 
A lot of people in the world are just existing. They're not happy. They cannot smile. They don't have any love. They just so miserable inside them. They are not happy at all. I was like that before I became a Christian. I was not a happy man. I was not at all. I was just existing until one day I gave my life to Jesus. The super abundant life started to work in me, little by little. I began to experience more of the super abundant life as years go by, and now I have more love, more peace, more joy, more prosperity, more strength, more anointing. God answers my prayer all the time. My relationship with God is stronger and stronger. Amen? Amen. This is the truth. If you're born again today, it doesn't mean that you're gonna have the life that God has overnight. You are not gonna have the super abundant life in the next second. It takes some time. It takes some time to gain it by faith, to do something about it. It's already been offered and available to you, but you need to fight like a warrior. As Christian, the Bible says we are soldier of Christ. We need to have a warrior mentality. We're gonna fight for the super abundant life. You don't see it now. That's okay. But you're gonna fight until you get there. Amen. 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 Fight the warfare. Fight the good fight of faith until we get to the super abundant life. It may not happen in one year, but you keep fighting. You don't give up, and you may have to look for assistance. Because you cannot help yourself all the time, you may have to look for medical assistance. It's nothing wrong to look for doctor's help. You don't have to feel condemned if you take medication. While you are new believers, your faith is not strong. You may be sick with some disease that really torture you. Maybe arthritis, maybe cancer. So you go to the doctor to assist you to gain more time. Why you are gaining the super abundant life? It's okay to look for assistance from the church, for people to pray for you. It's okay to look for the assistance from the Word of God. Get into the Word, listen to the Word, build your faith. It's okay to depend on the help of the Holy Spirit. Get into the prayer line. Get touched by God more. Let Him cleanse you more. So that he will get rid of the tongue out of you, and then can give you more blessing and abundant life. All this process happens month after month, year after year. We need to walk the walk of faith, fighting, fighting with faith, looking for help. Talk to your pastor. Go to church. Go to care group. Study the Bible. Repent and change, and keep fighting until. You gain the super abundant life until you really can say hallelujah. I get what Jesus tell me to have. It belongs to me. I want to encourage all of you. While you are still young and healthy right now, keep building your faith. Get into the Word. It's like an ant. You remember the Bible say an ant gather the food during the summer time, and when the winter time comes. They have enough food. The winter time means when you get older, you may not have enough strength to go to church that much. But you already gather the word of God. You build up your faith to fight when you get older. 
or when something attack you, you have faith to fight the spiritual warfare. We need to have that mentality. That's why Psalm 118 verse 17 say, "This is the conversation. Is the confession of the warrior mentality person. I shall not die, and declare the works of the Lord. Amen. I shall not die." I'm going to fight for my health. I'm going to fight for my wife. I'm going to fight for my kids. We're going to fight for their health, for their success, for their blessing, for their anointing. We're going to fight together as a church too. We fight together as a team. It's the really, really warrior mentality confession. Everyone say, I shall not die. But I will declare the works of the Lord. So if you don't have the quality of life that Jesus talked about right now, you may need to make some adjustment. You may need to make some changes in your life. Remember this, listen carefully. If you don't have the life that Jesus talked about, it's not his fault at all. He never slack. The Lord Jesus never become negligent or make mistake. He is always right. The problem is not with him. The problem is us. That we may make the wrong decision, do the wrong thing, use money in the wrong way. We don't depend on the Holy Spirit enough. We need to get into the Word, grow, adjust, develop, and become more mature Christian so we can make the right choice and we can be led by the Spirit and eventually, we can gain that super abundant life. It's not God's fault. It's our own mistake. Lately, Pastor Da read a book regarding honoring the things of God. And she just shared with me. He said this way, and I agree with him. When you make a wrong decision, it's not that God come and spank you. Okay? It's not that God hate you and spank you or try to destroy you. When you make the wrong decision, you put yourself in the wrong place and you miss the blessing. You understand? I make decision to be here. I don't miss the blessing. If I make the decision tonight to be somewhere else, I will miss the blessing. Every day we make our decision. Whether we're going to honor God, whether we're going to seek God first, if we make the right choice, we are in the right place, at the right time, meet the right people, we will enter into the super abundant life. But if we make a wrong choice, because we are led by the flesh, we are led by the sinful nature, we are going to get into trouble and don't blame God. That's why to gain the super abundant life, we need to get into the Word, filled with the Holy Spirit, led by the Spirit, submit to the leadership and Make sure you make the right choice every day. Make some changes and adjustment. Amen? People can call themselves Christian and they're just being existing but don't enjoy their life at all. Some people, they walk around with the sunshine outside. The birds are singing. But on the inside of them are the thunderstorm. And they have the umbrella of both their head inside them with a cloud over their head. Even though outside is so beautiful, 
sunshine, and the birds are singing everywhere. But on the inside, they don't have the life of God. They have turmoil and pain and suffering. They're just existing day by day. They worry about the debt that they have to pay, how much money they have, how much debt they have to pay off. They worry about being short financially. This is worry and worry and worry. All these things God did not bring to you. In this lesson, we're going to learn on and on how to get into this abundant life. This is just introduction, the will of God for you. But we, later on, we're going to learn practical way how to get into the abundant life. Okay, now just just the beginning, the introduction of the super abundant life. Sickness is a curse. Poverty is a curse. This thing did not come to us by God. We brought it on to ourselves because we make some mistake or we make the wrong choice or wrong decision. But when we make the right choice, God gonna give us the God kinds of life, the life of joy, the life of peace, the life of love, the life of the manifestation of the Spirit. You pray for people, people get healed. When the sickness attack you, you command disappear. The life of authority that you rule and reign, and you can command the problem in your life to get out of your way. You have the life of power, the life that is full of victory and fruitfulness. You are not just existing every day. You walk with power. You walk with authority. You walk with love and faith and success and prosperity. The life of abundance, everything you touch, successful. Amen. I don't say that we will never face hardships and resistance and hindrance and difficulties in life. We will face some, but the good news is in Roman chapter five, verses twenty to twenty-one. The Bible say, "Moreover, the law enter that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded." Grace abounded much more, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ. Let me explain these two verses to you. In this world, the devil offers so many sins and curses and problems and attacks. He offers death, curses, poverty, sickness. The devil is working everywhere, but the Bible say why sin is reigning in death everywhere. But God offer more grace. The grace of God that God offer to you through Jesus Christ is bigger, more powerful, and much more than the sin that the devil offer. In other words, the one who is in us. Is greater than the one who is in the world. If you depend on the grace of God, you will always win the devil. Everyone say the grace is bigger than sin. The grace is bigger than the attack of the enemy. So we need to get more grace by faith. We receive grace by faith. Is that right? We need to have faith to receive the grace of God. And how do we get faith? 
We need to keep hearing and hearing of the word of God. That's why Pastor Da can witness. I spend hours and hours at home writing sermon, editing sermon, everything. I do so many many hours to produce a lot of teachings for people to listen again and again and again. Because in this way, you build your faith, and when you have more faith, you can receive more grace. You meditating on the word. You receive the word. Let the word come into your heart. Build faith, and then you can fight a good fight of faith, and then you can have more grace to live a life of super abundance of God, the God's kind of life. God's kind of life is the life of faith. Amen. You notice everywhere Jesus went. He always have victory because he has so much faith. He so, has so much power on the inside of him, so much anointing. What I talk tonight is not just a we call intellectual principle, but it should be the living reality. This is not just a theory. What I say tonight, the super abundant life, it must be. Real living reality on the inside of you and in your life, you can experience the super abundant life. Amen. I experienced myself. That's why I can preach this year. I know now the super abundant life is real. What does abundant mean? The word abundant. What does the word abundant mean? It means more than enough. Thank you. It means more than enough. How about the word enough? What does it mean? It means sufficient, adequate. So enough, more than enough, is better than enough. Is that correct? So abundance is better than enough. But Jesus say, "I give you life, and give it more abundantly." So, if we want to change into the simple word, I give you more than, more than enough life. Or, in other words, I give you super abundant life. Not just enough, not just more than enough. More than, more than enough. That is what Jesus talk about in John chapter ten, verse ten. More than, more than enough. Are you glad? Do you believe that belongs to you? Do you believe that that is available to you? A lot of people just, oh, I'm just alive right now. I'm just breathing, but I feel sick all the time. I feel depressed all the time. I don't really have life. Oh, I'm in lack. I have a lot of debts. My income is not enough for my bill to pay. That is not the life Jesus came to give to you. There are three levels of life: the life of not enough, the life of enough, and the life of more than enough. And Jesus said, "I'd give you more, more, more than enough." We thank God that some of us come out from lack into enough. Every month, we have enough money to pay our bills. We don't have to turn. Off the light at home, even though I turn off the light a lot, Pastor Dan laughs. She turn on, I turn off all the time. I came from the family that my dad always turn off the light. Pastor Dan came from the family, turn on the light. 
when she walked by the hallway, she turned it on. Go into the bedroom. When I walk out of the bedroom, I turn it off. But I turn off the light not because I don't have money to pay the electric bill. I just feel that it's just a loss. I don't want to give the company too much money. <laughs> But on the opposite way, I like to turn on the water for the lawn. She said, "Please turn it off. We waste water away." <laughs> When you have enough, you don't have to return your car to the car lot. You don't have to return your house back to the bank. You have enough to pay all the bills. You don't have to cancel your phone line. You have enough to pay everything. But just enough is not God's will. You barely make it. You really scrape by. You just make it month by month, day to day. Just scrape by. Just get by every month. That is not the perfect will of God. We thank God. At least we can pay all the bill. And that's what happened to me when I moved to the U.S. I have enough income from University of Washington. At that time, as a resident, my income was thirteen hundred dollars, so I can pay everything, but I don't have leftover. So that's enough for me. Just enough. I thank God I have enough to feed my family. But Jesus did not say, "I come to give you enough." He said, "I come to you to give you life and give it more abundantly." More than, more than enough, super abundant life. Not just to get by, not just to make it, but you have a big margin. You have left over, much left over in your life. Super abundant. Actually, the Greek word for more abundantly is used also in Ephesians chapter three, verse twenty. I read to you, Ephesians three twenty. The Bible says, "Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think." This is come from the same Greek language in John chapter ten, verse ten. Therefore, if we can put this this few words in John chapter ten, verse ten, we can say this way: Jesus has come that we may have life, and that we may have it exceedingly. Abundantly above all that we ask and think, the translation of the Greek language for the word "more abundantly" or "exceedingly abundantly above all" means superabundance in quantity, superior in quality, superabundance in quantity, and superior in quality, far far beyond sufficient. Far, far beyond adequate, left over, excess, more than, more than enough. Do you get it now? Yeah. This is the life that Jesus came to give us, beyond measure, and left over, and have spare, more spare to use for good things. Let me read a few scripture to show you what kind of God that we. Trust and serve here. This happened to all the men and women of God in the Bible. When somebody loved God, trust God, this is what happened to them. One person named Joseph. Look at what happened to Joseph. Genesis 41 verse 49. Joseph gathered very much grain 
as the sand of the sea until he stopped counting, for it was immeasurable. Amen. Wow! One day you have money in your bank account to the point that you don't need to look at your bank account book anymore. You say, "I don't have time to look at it. Too much to count." How many people want to live like that? Too much to count. <laughs> you don't have to worry anymore. Too much to count. When David, another man of God who loved God with all his heart, his name is King David. When David saved money to build the temple, look at what the Bible say. First Chronicles chapter twenty-two, verses thirteen to fourteen. Then you will have success. This is the word that King David talked to Solomon, his son. Then you will have success if you are careful to observe the decrees and laws that the Lord gave Moses for Israel. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. I have taken great pains to provide for the temple of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold, a million talents of silver. Quantities of bronze and iron too great to be weighed. Joseph has too much grain to count. Now King David has too much gold and silver to be weighed. More than, more than enough. It's too much worth to weigh all this gold and silver. That's what he said. In First Chronicles chapter twenty-nine, verse two. Now, for the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might. You, you see how much King David loved the house of God. I don't know about you. Do you love the church of God? Amen. All these thirty years, I and Pastor Da, we live for the house of God. I have the heart like King David. I love the temple of God. We would do anything to bless the house of God. I want to be like King David. Great pains to build the house of God. Prepare with all my might. Gold for things to be made of gold. Silver for things of silver. Bronze for things of bronze. Iron for things of iron. Wood for things of wood. Onyx stones, stone to be set. Glistening stones of various color. All kinds of precious stone and marble slab in abundance. King David is not a stingy man. King David did not give God one cent into the offering bag and give the one hundred dollars bill for the tour or vacation in Paris. He gave the best to God. He is not stingy. He gave God in abundance, and because his heart is right, God gave him super abundance in everything to prepare to build the house of God. Believe me, if you decide to be Fully committed to the church. I want to build the house of God. I will pull out my sleep, sweat for God. God gonna make you abundance. He will do the same thing like to King David. Amen. Look at Moses. What happened to Moses' time in Exodus chapter thirty-six, verses one to seven? And I will stop here and continue tomorrow morning. Exodus thirty-six, verses one to seven. I hope this will happen in our church one day. So Bezalel. Aholiab, and every skilled person to whom the Lord has given skill and ability to know how to carry out all the work of constructing the sanctuary 
are to do the work just as the Lord has commanded. Then Moses summoned Bezalel and Aholiab, and every skilled person to whom the Lord has given ability and who was willing to come and to do the work. They received from Moses all the offering the Israelites had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. And the people continued to bring free will offerings morning after morning. So all the skilled craftsmen who were doing all the work on the sanctuary left their work and said to Moses, listen carefully, the people are bringing more than enough. When the children of Israel left Egypt, they left with gold and silver in their pocket. No one got sick by the pillar of fire and pillar of cloud. They have money when they left Egypt. And they brought the offering to build the tabernacle of Moses. More than enough for doing the work the Lord commanded to be done. Then Moses gave an order. Now the pastor gave the order. Hopefully I will have this happen in our church one day. And they send this word, this order, throughout the camp. No man or woman is to make anything else as an offering for this sanctuary. As for so the people will restrain from bringing more. Because what they already had was more than enough to do all the work. In other words, the pastor come up to the microphone. Brothers, we have so much offering here. Could you please stop giving? We have too much money in this church. Or maybe for you, you may go to your boss and say, Boss, you give me raise every six months. Too much for me. I know that you will not do that. I have too much money now. Could you please stop? Give me a raise. Too much. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> More than enough. More than enough. This all happened in the Old Testament. Tomorrow I will continue to explain about this. I may read again one more time this scripture, but I will continue to say about today in the New Testament time. That's what happening in the Old Testament. David, Joseph, and Moses. Everyone say, more than. More than enough. Everyone say, superabundance in quantity. Superior in quality. Jesus gave me the superabundant life. I will press in. I obey Him. I will get into the Word. Repent of my sin. Do the right thing until I reach the superabundant life. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, materially, relationship, family, every aspect of my life, I shall have the God's kind of life. Super abundant. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Before I pray for you, I'd like to ask a very simple question. Is there anyone in this room that you are not sure that you are a child of God by faith, that you give your life to Jesus, you believe in Jesus as the Son of the living God? He was raised from the dead, and He paid for your sin. Or maybe some of you in this room used to go to church when you were young, and for many years you walk away from Him, you just deny faith, and walk away from Jesus. And today, you say, I want to come back home. I want to come back to Jesus tonight. If you're that person, I would like to encourage you to make a prayer of commitment to Jesus. Lord Jesus, tonight, I want to give my life back to you. If you want to do that, I'd like to lead you to pray tonight. Amen? How many people want to pray like that? Jesus is my Lord. Tonight, you give your life back to Jesus. Raise your hand up if you want to do that. Keep your hand up and pray with me. Father in heaven, the superabundant God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, thank you, Lord, for sending your son, Jesus Christ, into this world to show me who God is. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, paying the price of sin for me. Save me. Forgive me. Lord Jesus, come into my life right now. Sit on the throne of my life. I turn away from the world and I follow you. Follow Jesus. Never turn back. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving me life. Enjoy life. Give it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Oh, Lord, help me to get to the superabundant life you are my Lord and my Savior. Lord Jesus, you were raised from the dead on the third day. And you are the living God. In your name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.
Lord. 